0: You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans, for Auburn fans.
2: Worry, Auburn fans, welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson, and I'm also here with Jared Davis. It's Mississippi State hate week. That's pretty hard to say, but I just Don't, don't ask me to say it five times, Jared. Please do not. <laughs>
1: Should I have had my cowbells going in the background.
2: Ooh, no, we do not need more cowbell. <laughs> no. Oh, no.
1: No more cowbell. That's the SNL <laughs> skit, right? Yeah. Or no, the SNL skit is you need more cowbell. Yeah,
2: you need more cowbell. and uh, We do not, though. Uh, do you, I mean, I guess since you already brought it up, I mean, I was already thinking, since there there are cowbells in Mississippi State in their stadium for them, Like, do you think that affects our players, even though there's only 20% of fans in there?
1: No, not really. I mean, I don't know. That's a great question. They probably have an advantage this year because other teams don't use, you know, fake noise. Uh, Shakers don't make a lot of noise. That's all Auburn has. So, (laughs) I mean, it could create a little bit of a problem, I guess, but uh, we'll get into it. I don't think that – I just don't think anything's going to matter.
2: Yeah. I mean, I I doubt it's going to play that much of a difference. I mean, especially if it's just – which, I mean, I I think it's playing out to be – down on paper, Auburn should beat Mississippi State. Now, does Auburn come out flat? Does Bo Nix throw interceptions? Do, I mean, those are the questions that always come into mind um, when Auburn goes on the road. I mean, do you, do you fear us going on the road, or do you think we've figured some stuff out?
1: Uh, I don't know. Um, I, I like to think we have figured some things out. I think Bo does scare me on the road. Um, but he went into Ole Miss and, you know, outdueled a very high powered offense and really at USC did some good things. The interceptions just overshadowed it. So, um, and then of course at home against LSU, I think that Chad has finally figured out what Bo's comfortable with and what he's not, and he has eliminated what he's not comfortable with. And so I think I trust Chad enough to probably allow Bo to be successful even on the road, that that's my thought about it. I don't know what are you thinking.
2: I mean, I think in the back of my mind, and I'm sure a lot of Auburn fans, it's just the uncertainty of going to an away stadium. But it is a different year, and I do think, like you said, uh, both Chad and Bo have figured some stuff out. They figured out what works and cut out everything else that doesn't. And from that perspective makes me optimistic that we can uh, be able to beat Mississippi State. I mean, right now we're a 13 point favorite. It's gonna be a 3 pm central kickoff. Um, not gonna have any like crazy night game stuff. I mean, I guess maybe the second half will probably be pretty dark, but it, it doesn't necessarily have uh, like the crazy big game feel that maybe Mississippi State can maybe swing that in their direction. So, I'm thinking Auburn has a good shot at this. Um, I mean, just looking at it, I mean, even this last week, I think people were kind of excited Mississippi State won, at least Mississippi State fans were. But there were still some very uh, unhappy fans because, uh, I mean, (laughs) yes, they did win by seven points. They beat Vandy. Vandy is unbeaten. Like, they have no wins at all this year and probably won't for the rest of the season. Um, But... Their fans are not very happy right now, especially with Leach. I mean, what do you think of that? I haven't
1: kept up enough with it. I did read something uh, that uh, they asked Leach about the Mississippi State fans being upset, and his response was, then they can go find a new team to cheer for. (laughs) Um, Let me ask you this. I know Gus has his haters and stuff, but let's say Gus was even on good terms. If your coach said that, what would be your thoughts?
2: I don't know, man. Like that is a pretty bold statement. I mean, I, that, that just makes me not like the coach. Like if my coach said that to me and you know, he's six games into or seven games or whatever into the season. And you're like, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, are you the right guy for us or should you find a new, new coach? Like (laughs) or new team? Sorry. Um, I don't
1: know. I think what he's try I think what he's trying to say is this thing takes time. And he's pro- and look these guys get frustrated. He's more frustrated than the fan base, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um and he's like these these things take time and and he pro- he, he didn't say that in a good way. Um yeah. and in in the Twitter world we live in, you got to be careful how you say things.
2: I mean, that was you know a few few words of, you know, just saying uh yeah, they can just go find a new team. I mean, that's the headlines. That's on every newspaper in, in Starkville, um, and that's the kind of stuff that you don't want everybody start to think, um, that you're just like, if you don't like me, get out, go find another team. Go, you know, it, it doesn't matter to me. Is is what yeah, kind of people comes went off to as. that
1: school? They donate to that school. They buy tickets. And that's how you build facilities. That's how and and you you got people calling donors you know, on Monday asking for money and they're like, well, tell me more about what Leach said, mm-hmm. you know? So you just, you just made your life a lot harder. People just like to make their life harder, AJ. <laughs> um, it, it, and if they would just pause for a minute, um, you know, I saw, I heard something the other day that I thought was pretty cool. Uh, Elon Musk and um, I think Bill Gates, uh, maybe, no, Steve Jobs and Elon Musk both, when they're asked a question, they pause sometimes even uncomfortably long, like 15 seconds. <laughs> to think through their answer and uh, it was just talking about successful people so anyways off topic there but i thought that maybe he should have paused for a minute before he blurted that out
2: yeah possibly i mean he's good at the quick comebacks of you know what mascot or what superhero would this sec team be i mean like he's great at you know those. i men. love him like that that I- side of him obviously is great um I mean, like you said, I think you you hit the nail on the head. He's probably way more frustrated than any Mississippi State fan is because he's looking at this and knows his offense can work. But he's probably still got the training wheels on it, and he had no spring practice to really practice with his guys and implement this offense. And now he's having to come in with an abbreviated offseason and be able to have this crazy change that Mississippi state has not seen. Nobody really in the sec has seen this kind of offense and implement that successfully. And I I mean, I, I honestly think give him a year or two, I mean, he doesn't even have his players in there for goodness sakes. He's just playing with what he's got. Um, and if nothing's still happening, the sec defenses are still slowing him down. Then maybe question, uh, his legitimacy as a head coach at Mississippi state. But I mean, this is still pretty early. Like, if you had told me, I mean, in, in most years, you know, they'd probably honestly be a four and four team at this point because of non conference play. And yeah, I know Mississippi State fans probably wouldn't be the happiest about it, but a two and four in the SEC with a new coach with a very weird off season isn't the worst. Um, so I don't know. I think it's a little overblown. Um, but if they had said that about me, I, I think my first reaction would have been wow, thanks, coach. Um, maybe I will go find a new team because obviously my coach doesn't appreciate the fans.
1: <laughs> Dabo has said Dabo has said something similar at some point. I don't know what the fans did. They did something. I remember him saying something. I was like, wow, Dabo can get away with that. Nick Saban can get away with that. Ah, uh, You got to have results to be – you don't want to do that too much. I'll just say that. You don't want to do that too much. But at the end of the day, what he's probably thinking is, look, guys, I don't do this for y'all. I do this to I would assume he's thinking I do this to uh make make men better. I do this to uh win football games. Uh fans are kind of the byproduct is probably what he's thinking, but you got to word it better, yeah. you know.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean that's a you got to word that better. And like you said, maybe pause a second. It doesn't hurt. Um and, and just say what's really uh, the, what you should have put out there as a head coach. I mean, you're the CEO of the the football team, like you should you should not be saying those kinds of things. So it's kind of like a two-way street. I think he shouldn't have said it, but at the same time the coaches or the players and the fans shouldn't overreact to that, which yeah. they obviously have. Um let's talk about Mississippi State's offense because this is uh one of those odd kind of I mean, obviously, they're touting it as like this crazy high octane offense, uh, this air raid offense. Okay, cool. And first game of the season, come out against LSU and do that, have uh, their quarterback throw over 600 yards, breaking SEC passing record. You know, the craziness that happened. And I think, Jared, after that game, you and I were like, thank goodness we have Mississippi State in week seven for our schedule. Because then we can figure out what are we going to do against them to slow them down. And honestly, since then most defenses have figured them out. Like I'll give you one stat over the last four games, Mississippi state's offense has had less than 300 yards total Mm. offense. Mm. Uh, And if you're not putting up 300 yards in a game, you're probably going to lose a game um, or most of those games, unless your defense is just ridiculous, which I don't think it really is. So, um, they've got some definitely figuring out to do, um, and then you add on top of that the quarterback situation where um, KJ Costello a couple games ago had a concussion, and then had to go out because of concussion protocol and didn't even dress out for the Vandy game this last week, and uh, they had to start a true freshman, true freshman guys. We as Auburn fans know about true freshmen; they make their mm-hmm. mistakes. But Will Rogers <laughs> did decent. I mean, it wasn't anything crazy but I mean, he didn't give the game away. So that's positive, right? Um, so yeah, they, they've got some room to grow for sure. And I mean, if, if I'm their offense, I'm just as frustrated as probably leeches just thinking, where are we at? Where is this going to work? Um, Jared, what do you, what do you think about, um, this Mississippi state and their offense and how they're, um, what, what kind of product they put out on the field? Is it, how much of a threat is that to Auburn?
1: Um, if I wasn't an Auburn fan, I would say it's just not a threat. Um, <laughs> but you know how Auburn fans operate, and we uh, we somehow turn uh, average quarterbacks into looking like Heisman candidates sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, my girl wants to say this this should not be a competition. Um, and I'm not trying to say we're back. I'm not saying we fixed everything. But with the weapons we have. And the way, you know, a lot of our issues have been self inflicted and it, it we're trending the last two games of all right, we're fixing some we are fixing some of that. Um, I just I listen, it, I mean Vanderbilt what Vanderbilt they had Mississippi say had two hundred and four total yards of offense, is that right?
2: Uh yeah, I think it was something Am like, like that. Am I reading yeah. that right? Yeah, yeah
1: two hundred and four yards. So Vandy had four seventy eight. Um so Vandy basically turned the ball over was the problem. Now here's the deal. If we go out there and fumble and throw interceptions get punts blocked or anything like that, all bets are off at that point. Yep.
2: Because then that turns into another South Carolina game, which – Right. I mean, at that point, you, you have so many turnovers. I mean, that's just hard to come back from.
1: I, I think – in what I said earlier, I think the first two games – and really, South Carolina wasn't bad. We, I mean, I mean uh, K- uh, Kentucky wasn't terrible, but it was at home. But the first few games, I think Chad was trying to 100% play – run Chad's offense. Mm-hmm. And I think he's now starting to run Bo's offense. And not that Bo's calling the mm. plays, but he finally figured out, all right, look, this is what Bo really excels at. And so what I'm gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna table some of these other plays. We're gonna run these because we have the playmakers. You and I have been talking about this whole time. Just get the ball in their hands. Yep. What did they do against LSU? A lot of them weren't deep passes, but they got it in Stove, Schwartz, Seth, Tank, they're getting it in their hands. And big boy so Pegis. Big boy Piggies, <laughs> they're just getting the ball in their hands, simple plays, and let them go do their thing. So I, Bo doesn't have to be superhuman, superhuman. And I think on the road, man, if we just go with that LSU playbook on the road, I I think we at least get out of there with a victory.
2: Yeah, I think so too. I mean, the the cards are kind of in our favor. It's like we have all of the cards in our hand and we're like, yeah, you know, you're playing a poker game, and you're you just get a little, that little smirk on your face, like I'm about to just hand everybody a loss here, and just, but at the same time, we're Auburn fans, so we have in the back of our mind, this sets up sometimes for that we think we're gonna win. I mean, that's happened before with Tennessee. We're like, oh, we can we can win this thing, and then things happen, and we lose, <laughs> and you're just like, yeah, like. You obviously can't get ahead of yourself and think think to uh, a few games ahead when we're about to play Bama. But this is one of those I think the team has a lot of forward momentum. And knowing Gus, he's going to get his guys in line um, and not let them think ahead um, past this game. So I, I'm not worried about that. Um, but you did kind of bring up something about Mississippi State's defense and then – forcing five turnovers three of those interceptions and two of them were lost fumbles even one of those was a fumble but Bandy ended up recovering so technically six uh you know potential turnovers ended up only being five and that that's something that I I kind of worry about with obviously on the road um but I mean I think Chad's now on the same wavelength as Bo and this offense is is right where it needs to be so, do you do you have any worries about what Mississippi State's defense can do to Auburn?
1: Oh, uh, I don't know. I really don't know enough about their defense. I, sadly, I don't. I, I haven't kept up much with Vanderbilt either. But just looking at those stats, I mean, that's – I don't know if that's Mississippi State being really good or Vanderbilt Call you know, I mean, we had – when we played Ole Miss the week before, that quarterback had thrown, I think, six interceptions. And, you know, he threw one mm-hmm. in the end zone, which was a big one. Um, but, it you know, that doesn't roll over to the next week always, and very rarely does. So um, I think really, I think the biggest change, and I, I know I keep kind of going back to us on this, but I, I, we talked about it before, but Bo, I even saw somebody else breaking down film. Like, instead of rolling out now, when there's not, when the two reads aren't there, Bo's, like, getting north and south, and that's keeping us out of, you know, third and tens and stuff. Mm-hmm. So with Tank Bigsby and Pegues, If you stay in third and threes, you're going to win more than you don't. Yes, absolutely. And I think that's been the biggest, one of the other biggest pieces is Chad probably getting in his head of, hey, look, if it feels like it's breaking down, look for a lane in front of you. Don't go out wide. Look in front, get north and south, get as much yardage as you can. Um, Yeah, that's definitely helped
2: with our third down percentage uh, in converting those. I mean that's that's helped in the red zone too. I mean we've been so much more successful in the red zone, uh, because we've we've gotten positive yards on a lot of our plays. Whereas you know sometimes it's uh doesn't produce anything and Bo sometimes just I feel like he's learning where where he needs to either throw it away or take things into his own hands and run the ball. Which I think that comes back to something we had discussed a while back, which is you know finding that balance of playmaker for Bo. And then also a game manager, kind of finding that mixture of what does that look like? At what times does he need to be that playmaker? And at what times does he just need to get the ball in the playmaker's hands? Uh and that's where I think Bo's feeling very confident and comfortable with everything.
1: Do you think um do you think the the might have been Bo's last pass against LSU? Is that an indication of people safety starting to creep down now, the 91-yard pass to Schwartz? Is that something that you think we're going to start opening up, seeing to open up a little more now that uh, we're running the ball good with uh, Tank and uh, Shivers?
2: It could be. It honestly could be. Um, I-, I know that was obviously later in the game, and later in the game they, they were thinking uh, for sure they're going to run it. They're up by this much. But, dude, Schwartz just beat him. And and, and most of the time, you know, if I if I'm looking at wherever Schwartz is, they're playing really ten yards off him because they respect his speed. And I mean, sometimes that benefits him because then we can throw a five yard in to him, and he gets seven, eight, you know, more yards because the DB is nowhere close to him. But I don't know, it, it's it's interesting. Like I I hope we can uh, you know draw that safety in because and then throw over the top and and make those, uh, maybe a successful, maybe like a staple of our offense, um, in these final few games.
0: Hey, Auburn fans. I want to take a quick timeout from this episode to bring your attention to something very special here at the E2C network. We pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you, but just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C network booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com E2C network to join the E2C network booster club. You can also get there by going to our website, e2cnetwork.com slash support whether you decide to join or not we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our e2c network family well that's it timeouts over let's get back into the episode
2: all right jared let's pick our players to watch um let's go start out with offense uh defense and then special teams um on offense, who are you going to be watching for Auburn this game? I kind of – I've
1: mentioned him a couple of times, but it's more for – it'll help now, but it's also to build for the future. So, still want to see Capers. Uh, Want to see a little more of him. I know he had that touchdown catch. I think he had the one catch, and it was a touchdown catch. He's been blocking well. So, I think uh, we need to see a little more of him. Uh, I still think Seth is probably gone next year. And Capers is built kind of like Seth, so let's uh let's use him positively, not just throw to throw to him, but let's start getting him a little more experience.
2: Yeah, no, that's a good one because we're seeing his uh time on the field turning into more touches of uh, receiving the ball, and it uh, I think we're gonna see more of him uh not just one or two catches a game, it may be more, um because I think there's so much pressure. Uh, That the defense puts on guys like mentioned, Seth Williams and Anthony Schwartz, that it's bound to open up, you know, the third and fourth uh, receiver out there. Uh, And then, I mean, not to mention somebody like, I mean, I think I'm going to be watching Eli Stove because Eli Stove is going to be, I think, the guy that'll get seven, eight touches this game. And some of those maybe hand off, you know, the jet sweep or something, since we've seen that now and be successful as long as uh, Mississippi state's defense can't stop that. I'm all for, you know, giving Eli stove, the, that little end around jet sweep and uh, making that work.
1: Eli stove is becoming one of my favorite players. He's just steady Eddie. I mean, he does what you ask and he does it really well and um, never going to be crazy flashy just because, you know, he's not a nothing outstanding. He's not huge and he's not speed, but he he's good at all of them. Yep. Um, and he does them well. So that's a good one to watch. Yeah.
2: All right. Let's switch over to defense. Um, I'll go first on this one. I think I'm going to be watching Owen Papo. Uh, I've seen him make some big strides. Um, And then I, I was even looking at some of his stats over the last, uh, well, last year when he was a, a freshman, a true freshman playing linebacker. And then looking at him this year, he's already gotten more tackles this year in the six games uh, that we've had this season than he had all of last season. Uh, wow. and that's just showing you the production he's putting out there. Yeah, we've had our complaints and stuff about him, but I I think Owen is becoming that that key player on that defense when we we were very worried after KJ Britt went down. And Owen, I mean, uh Jacoby McClain, both of them have just stepped into that role in a big way. And I I'm loving to watch um the linebacker core and see them grow. Jared, who are you going to be watching on defense?
1: uh if it's okay i'm gonna just kind of as a group the uh, secondary i think this game's gonna be real key tackling's gonna be key uh, they're gonna you know they're gonna hit their passes <clears throat> and really this offense the way you kind of stop it is all right they're gonna hit it Uh, you just tackle them though right when they get it so you don't let them you know get more yardage on the the, the quick passes that they're doing so i think the secondary is going to probably I mean they they throw quick too if 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 I understand their offense so the D line may not have as much effect except getting their hands up so I really think the secondary is probably going to determine how this game goes as far as uh, Mississippi State's offense
2: yeah no absolutely the secondary is going to be the key here i mean even this last <laughs> week i was looking at just trying to figure out what kind of obviously it's it's pass heavy But it's pretty much 100% pass, let's be honest. Because last week they had, and this includes sacks and stuff, but negative 22 yards rushing. Mm. Uh, Mm. And so you're not going to see much rushing, if at all, um, out of this team. So secondary is going to be key. And I I guess to kind of go back, I was just thinking about this with Owen Papo and the linebacker core too. They're going to drop back into coverage. uh, I'd say probably a good bit um, and not necessarily have to blitz, but – you know, step back into coverage and Owens had some issues in the past sometimes with that. So again, another reason for me to be watching Owen. Let's jump over to special teams. Um, I'm going to be watching because I think uh, we're going to get a lot of these is I think Eli stove and potentially some punt returns. I think that would be really fun as long as he's still the punt returner. I know Tut kind of sounded like he might've lost his job. And Eli at least has stepped in a little bit, but I'm gonna be watching Eli um, for that too. So I guess I got e- Eli just on offense and special teams. I, I'm just liking some Eli. <laughs> you
1: just like Eli. <laughs> you like Eli. I, I, he's a good guy to like. You're okay. I, you're okay in my book on that. Um, special teams wise, let's go tank. I'm gonna go tank on the kick returns. I, you know, hopefully he only has one, but maybe he can take it to the house. Yeah. You know. Um. I don't know, you know, we're probably not going to shut him out, so he might get two. But, yeah, I think uh, I want him to get that back that he really got out at Oxford. Uh, so let's uh, let's take a look at him, see what he can do with that. And, you know, you do, you get a, you know, like last week or LSU, we got the scooping score from Tut. We had the pick that almost got in. That's how you blow games open. Mm-hmm. So let's have a play like this. Let's use special teams and Tank's got the ability to do that.
2: Yeah, that's a good one. And I've been waiting for Tut to just break one, or not Tut, uh, Tank to to uh, break one.
1: Well, he did. He did. But they called holding, holding on a quotation marks, yeah.
2: uh, a guy that was not even gonna make the tackle at all. But and, and that was a. Yeah, whatever. We're not gonna go off there. Yeah, yep. Yeah. I got you. I got you fired up, AJ. Uh, I like no, you that. Did. Let me
1: try this again. All right, let me <laughs> see what I can. I'm gonna be thinking over here. What can I get AJ fired up about?
2: Yeah, you can probably find some things. I'm sure. <laughs> you go ask Ben King, my pre- uh, their previous co-host, and you'll find some good stuff. <laughs> All right, let's talk about our score predictions. Uh, preseason. Uh, I was just looking back at what we had predicted before the season started. I predicted Auburn win by 10, Jared, you said 14, uh, Vegas. I mean, Jared, I think Vegas should hire you. Let's be honest. Like Vegas is saying 13 and a half points. You're essentially predicted that preseason. I mean, you should just be getting a paycheck from Vegas. I mean, who's to say I'm not. I'm just kidding. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I, I know everything. Everything I say is a hundred percent. correct. You should always listen. That's to me. right. So, um, no, I'm, I'm joking people. Do not listen to me at all. Um,
2: <laughs> no, but you're also don't don't I, down yourself that much.
1: <laughs> I I honestly think right now I'd probably if and uh, we may be about to do this. I think it's going to be more than fourteen. So that was the beginning of the season. I, I would say more now.
2: Yeah. So you are you thinking like twenty one? What are you thinking now? I'm
1: thinking twenty four.
2: Twenty four. Okay. Yeah. So you're probably are you are you thinking Auburn's? It's going to be like a forty two to twenty. Four game I don't know or if we get to, something like
1: that. Yeah, I don't know if we get – nah, I just think we're going to shut them down. I don't know if we get to 42 on the road, but I would – I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we get to in the 30s and maybe they score one touchdown. Maybe. I'm going to give them one touchdown. Yeah. Um, I'm not trying to g- – listen, people, I'm just as nervous as you are with me saying that, but I'm trying to think, all right, if I'm looking on paper here, and I'm not an Auburn fan, I'm just looking on paper, I just – yeah, I just don't think it's – I think it should go that way it should be at least a 24 point victory.
2: Yeah. Now I'm kind of thinking around the same, I'm thinking like 21 point win, something like that. Um, and, and I, I, what would be awesome to me is with how explosive we were against LSU and LSU almost immediately had no chance of, of winning really after that first quarter. I'm hoping we do the same thing and it just becomes a very, uh, you know, a very emphatic win for this Auburn team.
1: Uh, we did it last year against some whole, totally different coach and that was at home, but that was that was a beatdown last year.
2: Yeah. I mean, that would be a fun one. That would be a fantastic way to to do this, especially since I mean, we usually get our emphatic wins from uh probably Arkansas uh in most times just because Gush just wants to, you know, beat them so badly and then usually something like a Mississippi State or like a you know, some other team. Um sometimes the Georgia or Alabama, but uh, this is gonna be one I would be I would I would love to have a you know forty point win, but I don't think that's in like a realistic goal for us.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. nah I make it happen. Um, I mean, at this point, you know, we're not really. I mean, you could argue if we ran the table, what would happen? But at this point, we're just like, let's get w's. I'll take seven points, but I just. I just think it's going to be if we play our game and don't turn it over. You, you, we can't account for turnovers, but if we don't turn it over, I, I feel pretty confident at least twenty plus.
2: Yeah, no, I think so too. If we have turnovers, it may be closer to what Vegas is predicting of a couple touchdown victory. Um, but I'm still, I mean, I honestly, and this is me knocking on some wood over here, but uh, <laughs> I think we can win this thing and win it big.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I'm definitely fearing. I'm fearing our next podcast because i'm like uh yeah i was totally wrong about that that's what i'm just playing in my head Uh but i've been wrong before and it'll happen again (laughs) yeah
2: all right jared let's go on to an all fan perspective of the sec um this week there were some bye weeks so not all teams in the sec played uh there were only four sec games that happened uh and uh, we're going to save the Florida-Georgia game because I think that was probably the, one of the more entertaining ones. Uh, <laughs> we're going to save that one for last. Um, we've already mentioned the Mississippi State team beating Vandy uh, 24-17. to uh, And uh, see, we've already kind of talked through that, so let's not beat the dead horse. Um, the other one, Arkansas beating uh, Tennessee. Uh, that one was – I feel like Tennessee had chances to win. And yet they didn't. Um, And and really, the whole second half, Tennessee did squat. I mean, their chances to win were so high in the first half. And as soon as Arkansas came out in the second half, in third quarter even, just scored 24 points, four times, and no response, nothing from Tennessee. And you're like, all righty. Um, This is is where I, I think... Coaches like Jeremy Pruitt really should have made some changes and changed some of their game plan because something was not working. Um, and if you go and and pretty much lay an egg in your second half, odds are you're not going to win unless you're up by a ton. And they were not. <laughs> so um, do, you, do you think Jeremy Pruitt's seat is getting really, really hot, especially after this loss?
1: I mean, uh, yeah, there was probably some – Tennessee boosters that were searching for Hugh Freeze's cell phone number. <laughs> I mean, it's it's getting it's getting hot. I mean, it's getting hot there. It's getting hot at USC. It's getting hot. There's a lot of hot coaches. Even in, I think we all probably thought with COVID, you know, everybody would kind of get a pass. But you know, fans don't think that way. We get in the middle of a game and you forget about everything else, and you're like, uh, this is this is terrible. Yeah. Um. I mean, we thought so, the same
2: during the South Carolina games against, and especially in the Georgia game. Oh, gosh, this is uh, the end of the world, essentially. <laughs> and then come these last two games Auburn's had, and you're like, this is a flip of the switch. What the heck? We love this thing. Uh, we love our team. And that's just the way fans are, hot and cold, excited, pissed off <laughs> in the next minute. And that's that's kind of the ride that we all go on.
1: Yeah, and I think when you look at Auburn, you can say, all right, well, this is not out of the norm. Like, it, they have many – they have track records to go on of being sub average and then going on and becoming world beaters. And if you're Tennessee and them, you're like, I don't, we don't really have anything to go on. I mean, I don't know if this is going to get turned around. Um. So I, yeah, I'd be frustrated if I was a Tennessee fan. And I, I do think that he's probably on. Absolutely. He's on the hot seat. What does that mean? I don't know.
2: Yeah. I mean, on the hot seat this year, I feel like there's only a few coaches that will probably get fired. And, those will probably be the ones that win one game or less
1: (laughs) his saving grace is that he he's recruiting well and so he can point to that and say look give me you know give me one or two more years he hadn't had a quarterback i mean Mm -hmm. he kept going with garantano i think yeah jaron i don't know he i mean we made him look like a you know a heisman contender two years ago but he hadn't had a quarterback and that's not even their guy anymore i think they were trying to play a true freshman or something so uh, You know, I don't think he probably does get fired, but uh, he better do something here quick.
2: Yeah, he's got to make some changes. I mean, you just can't just lay an egg like that. Uh, I mean, that's how I feel like at some points Auburn fans have turned on Gus, thinking back on the times where the second half where you just kind of let off the pedal. And I think, I mean, based on – I mean this is a one game but this last game against LSU where Auburn just kept the pedal to the metal it's showing that Gus learned from that mistake and I I really hope we don't ever do that again where we give up uh a lot of uh, we give up our lead in the second half like we we've done in, in in some of some of the more frustrating games as an Auburn fan. Yeah, no doubt. Uh the last uh, well third to, well second to last one is Texas A&M just absolutely obliterating, demolishing, whatever adjective you want to throw in there. Uh South Carolina 48 to 3. What the heck?
1: Man, I feel like man, I feel like everybody beat South Carolina. I wish we played them this year. I
2: know, me too. I mean, why didn't we just play them this year? I think we could have beat them. Jolly. <laughs> oh boy. Uh Oh man. If only, yeah. man. That Oh well. that one's going to loom over us. Uh, maybe even the next year. I'm just thinking it's, about what ifs.
1: They beat Georgia last year, and they were not a good team last year. So they they got that one a year, and I don't know. So anyways, yeah. but uh, yeah, Texas A&M, they're looking pretty strong. I've I still kind of got them doing their typical A&M thing by the end of the year and losing at least three, but uh, <laughs> they, they need to start losing some.
2: Yeah, they need to start this week, start losing some before we get to them at the end of the season. Uh, maybe take some of their – uh, you know, deflate them a little bit. Yep. Uh, and another, I just want to note this, South Carolina, get this, only had, this is total offense, not just passing and running, combined 150 yards. Wow. Whew. That's rough. That is really rough.
1: That's pretty tough, man.
2: All right, Jared, we saved the best for last. Florida beating <clears throat> Georgia 44 to 28. I think this one holds a little bit more weight to us. With you and I being in the state of Georgia, um, I feel like Georgia's. Uh, I would I would love for them to lose every game, uh, just like I would for Bama. But especially when they uh, when Florida does it in such a convincing fashion over Georgia, it made me smile so much watching that yesterday. Um, Jared, what did you think of, of this game and it, what what kind of stood out to you as why you know what what happened?
1: yeah I got a couple of Georgia buddies that tune in occasionally so i'm gonna I'm gonna keep it to the game um i I don't know man I don't know like so I think that the first few games Georgia was just beating you because they have a ton of five stars they were running a base offense and just beating you and now people have figured out that offense and everybody's getting their defenses up to speed and tackling better and I just feel like I don't know that Stetson Bennett's adjusted to that well. Um, and then they brought in – they kept kind of going back and forth, and they you know, they put in Mathis. And, you know, he's a true freshman, I think, or a wretcher. Mm-hmm. And he, he kind of looks like it. Some kids come in and don't, and he does. So I'm not saying he won't be good one day. But, um, yeah, they, they kind of rely on running the ball. And they went – I feel like they went away from it. They They had success in the first half and kind of went away from it. But – I don't know. I mean, the problem is Florida is just really good on offense, and Florida figured out how to play a little bit of defense the past few weeks. Yep. And if they can play any kind of defense, they're they're just really good on offense right now.
2: Yeah, I think so. That was probably – maybe that's why Georgia went away from the run game because they were thinking, we're not <laughs> going to win this game running the ball a lot, um, and we're going to have to air it out like uh, to, just to keep up with Florida. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that might have been it, especially the second half. They might have just said, "We're gonna pass the ball. We need to pass the ball a majority of the time."
1: That's possible. You know, they didn't have—I uh, don't. Pickens wasn't there, and then I think the guy who had that brutal injury that was hard to look at. I feel for that kid. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think he might have been their—you know—their number two receiver. So he goes out quickly. So, yeah. I mean, they were kind of down some players, but Florida—I uh, don't. Florida hadn't beaten Georgia that that badly in a while. Um. So. I think Florida has a pretty good team.
2: Yeah, I think so too. And as much as it pains me, I think Kyle Trash, aka Kyle Trask, is a decent <laughs> I quarterback. About,
1: I thought about texting you. Cause <laughs> I knew. I don't care either way. I just I always thought he was you know decent. To, but let's be honest, some of those throws he was just throwing it up, and he's got the that stud tight end that was making you know ridiculous catches. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do think he's a good quarterback.
2: Yeah. I mean, he's, he's proving me wrong. I, I feel like the first half of the season, I was just like, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. And then I finally, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm starting to see he's got some, some athletic ability with his passing he, that. I, he's I feel good. Like, I
1: mean, I, yeah, I think he's surrounded by really good receivers and that helps anybody yep. that makes Mac Jones look better at Alabama. Um, but. He's good. I, I don't know that he's great, but he is good with some really good receivers.
2: Yeah. All right, Jared. Let's finish out our uh, discussion of. I feel like we got to wrap this up with a discussion of ready for this Kirby Smart versus Mark Richt. How you feeling?
1: I mean, I've seen the numbers. I mean, it's pretty pretty close. I mean, through
2: um, let's just look at this one stat, and I feel like this is you yeah, know everybody every big head coach is usually uh, determined how great they are based on their wins and losses. Ricked through 62 games, which is the same number of games Curry Smart has been at Georgia. So Ricked is 50 and 12. Mm -hmm. Curry Smart has two less wins, 48 and 14. Mm -hmm. So trailing behind what Mark Rick did at this point in his career at Georgia. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And of course you got the, you know, all the different memes of, oh, they're essentially the same, same person, same coach. It's just, (laughs) you know, new name. Um, But... (sighs) How 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 soon do you think Georgia fans will turn on Kirby Smart? Will it be two more years?
1: Um, no. I mean, fans fans aren't realistic. We're not either. So, I mean, if the wheels fall off this season, and let's be honest, the way the offense looks right now, they could. I mean, Mizzou's got a good team. I mean, they they could struggle if you don't get the offense figured out. I don't think the wheels fall off. They're just too talented. Um, but let's assume they, they only lose two this year. Um, and then, you know, going into next year, he's got to get a quarterback, mm-hmm. you know, that's yep. something Rick never, you know, Kirby basically wins because he's got a lot of really good players everywhere. And he, you know, at Alabama where he came from, they just plugged a quarterback in. Yeah, um, It's not working here. So Fromm was really good, but, uh, you know, he's kind of struggled after Fromm and, you know, Eason really wasn't cutting it and that's why From came in. So if he can get a quarterback in there, I think he'll be fine. They're just got too many talented players. But yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, Rick's won two more games at this point than he had.
2: Yeah, I mean, you look at the numbers and I, I think this is where they they're they want the national championship because they haven't had one since forever ago, forty something years now. Um, and you're just like, All right, um, this this may be the year. And I feel like it keeps slipping away from them slowly and slowly. I mean, let I mean, especially with Florida coming back up, I honestly think Tennessee will get better in the future, but I mean, they're going to have some big competition going forward. Um, yeah. I mean, Jared, do you think like this is, they just missed their window of potentially winning a natty?
1: I don't know, and I'm not really trying to knock on him too much. I'm trying to. Th- I was thinking, I was actually thinking today. You know, he's kind of struggled with the big time rival r- teams, except Auburn. <laughs> yeah, he he struggled, which you know it pains us. But and credit to him, but he struggled with OSU and he struggled with Alabama. Um, and you got to go through those teams, you know, to win it all, uh, either in the SEC championship or you know they they met Alabama in the playoffs. So you got to find a way to get over that hump. Um, he's figured out Auburn and we gotta figure him out, but he's figured out Auburn. But um, you know, you gotta figure out those other teams or you're not gonna you can't do it. Yep. And Alabama's not an easy
2: one to figure out. No so, I mean it, few you know, coaches have beaten him. Uh yeah. <laughs> and regardless multiple times.
1: Yeah, I mean it's I mean, that's really what saved Gus. I mean, he has figured Alabama out, um, but he can't figure Georgia out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, at the end of the day, I, I think Kirby, uh, you know, it, it was a tough. I know we got to get th- get done, but it was a tough position for him to come into. Rick was very, very successful. Rick just didn't win a championship. So essentially, they bring a guy in and said, "Hey, you can't just be very successful. Mm-hmm. You got to win it all."
2: Yep, and that's not an easy thing to do. No, I mean there's obviously only a few coaches in the NCAA that can can honestly even win one if not multiple and you get into the multiple national championships in the last 20 years and i mean you're you're legendary hall of fame status coach um and that i mean that that's the kind of level i feel like they want him to be but they're not he he just hasn't shown that and maybe watch him next year win them all (laughs)
1: Uh, well, they got the talent. I, I you know, I question some of his in-game coaching, and you know, we can question Gus all day, and we do. But he he has no problem bringing in the talent. So, you know, it it'll probably click eventually. And it's hard to get rid of a guy that's you know top three recruiting every year. Yeah. So, um, you know, again again, it comes back to hey, they got to get Bama, and when LSU's firing, they got to get them on all. You know, they got it might be them they got to take care of. if They can solve that that mystery
2: yep exactly all right jared i think that kind of wraps up our discussion um any other final thoughts before we get out of here
1: uh no just excited to be playing again it was kind of weird although it was less stressful yes but it was kind of weird to not have a game my son kept asking has auburn played it this week does auburn (laughs) play this week i'm like nope they didn't at 12 and they still don't at three so um but yeah so other than that nope just excited and let's, let's go get a victory
2: let's do it and hopefully a decisive victory Jared, before we get out of here, uh, how can the people stay in contact with you?
1: Just find me on Facebook or Instagram under my name, Jared Davis.
2: And uh, you can find me on Twitter at A J A Y, J A Y underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and
0: War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple things. Head over to E2CNetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show.